A week heavy with economic data, political and geopolitical events is about to end on a positive note. The Fed does are all over the place. The Fed hogs are nowhere to be found. The yields continue to fall, but stocks, however, slow down the pace of their rally as we start seeing some waning appetite for small stocks and for the Chinese stocks as well. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So this week could hardly be better in terms of economic, political and geopolitical news. Because remember, at the start of this week, we were focused on two main things. One was the US inflation data and the second was the risk of a US government shutdown. And happily for all of us, both events went quite well indeed. The US inflation slowed more than expected by analysts and the US politicians managed to ink a short-term deal to avert a US government shutdown, which could have happened today otherwise. And on top of it all, well, the retail sales in the US fell last month, but they fell less than expected by the analysts. The initial jobless claims in the US rose and the US unemployment benefits actually reached the highest levels that we saw in the past two years. Factory production in the US fell more than expected as well and home builder sentiment still in the US fell to the lowest levels for the year. Hallelujah. Economy is slowing. So every piece of data that hit the wire in the US this week came to justify the end of the Federal Reserve's monetary policy tightening. In the big retailer space, well, the earnings and the market reaction to the earnings was quite mixed as expected. Macy's soared after topping analyst expectations in the third quarter. Target's shares surged by 18% this week despite a decline in sales as the third quarter profits for Target exceeded estimates, propelled by fewer markdowns and more efficient inventories while well, Walmart, which was performing better than its peers and that by far this year fell 8% after the results and that even though its comparable sales rose near 5% in the third quarter and the company reported strong gains in grocery. Apparently its cautious note on the health of its consumers finances, well this please, is investors and uh, triggered a decent, decent profit taking in Walmart shades a day after the share price hit a record high. Oh well, the holiday shopping season, which is about to start now, will be an important, important test for the US big retailers who will obviously worry about the overall consumer outlook as the US jobs market is now seen loosening and the US economic growth slowing. We will see what happens, but right now on the rates front, the US two-year yield fell again to test the 4.80% level yesterday, and that's for the third time since the beginning of this month. And the US 10-year yield slipped below the 4.5% level again. The S&P 500, on the other hand, consolidated gains above the 4,500 psychological level.
level and the Nasdaq 100 index remain bet a few points below its summer peak. Small stocks, on the other hand, like the Russell 2000, for example, fell 1.5% at yesterday's trading session and well, the Chinese stocks also failed to extend their gains after the Joe Biden and Xi Jinping summit. Nasdaq's Golden Dragon China Index, for example, spent just one day, just one day about its 50-day moving average, and that's thanks to fresh stimulus measures announced by the Chinese government earlier in the week. Then, well, the index returned back below this level, and no, no, it wasn't because Joe Biden was actually forced by uh, journalists to say that Xi Jinping is, well, yes, he is a dictator. No, it was not because of that. It was because even though this week's summit between uh, Joe Biden and Xi Jinping has restored military communication and bilateral dialogue between the US and China after a decent while, no material progress was made on the chips front, for example. And, and people are suffering because, look, Alibaba called off its much-expected cloud division spin-off this week. Why? Because, well, the company actually serves Chinese technology companies and the Chinese AI companies, and it obviously needs the advanced chips, the kind of chips that NVIDIA produces to compete with Amazon Web Services or Microsoft Azure. And with the U.S. chip export ban looming, well, it's certainly not the best timing for Alibaba to spin off and expect the best results. And add to that the softer-than-expected quarter results from Alibaba. And you understand why Alibaba shares fell more than 9% in New York at yesterday's trading session. It seems that every time the company attempts to rise, it is met with yet another force pushing it back down to the ground. And the picture is unfortunately not brighter for its competitor Tencent, another big technology company in China. Investors are not ready to go back to the Chinese technology names in the middle of a chip war between the US and China. So that's it for China, really. In the FX markets, the US dollar index held ground at the 100-day moving average, but the index remains offered near the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement as the softening Federal Reserve expectations increase well, bets against the greenback these days. The euro-dollar consolidates gains after being propelled into the medium-term bullish consolidation zone this week after the US CPI data was release. Now, earlier this week as well, the European Union revised its 2023 growth forecast for Europe down to 0.6%. But, but it said that it sees growth come back to the old continent by next year. And even Germany, which is suffering from a severe, severe economic downturn due to the energy crisis, could grow according to the EU. That's nice and optimistic. But of course, the euro dollar's direction will depend mostly on well how the Federal Reserve and the European Central Bank policy outlooks will evolve. For now, though, the European Central Bank is not expected to cut its interest rates until at least July next year. And that slight little hawkish note in the European Central Bank outlook in the European Central Bank CAM could support a further rise toward the 110 mark in the euro dollar. Cable, on the other hand, returned below its 200-day moving average after a softer-than-expected inflation report in Britain that was released earlier this week, remember? 
remember revive the bank of england does as well and you also have these jittery politics in the uk in commodities well gold serves on falling u.s yields and high tensions in the middle east the yellow metal extended its gains to 1988 dollar per ounce at yesterday's trading session and should see resistance into the two thousand dollar level in the absence of any major news or tensions american crude on the other hand sank to 72 dollar per barrel level yesterday after having tested and failed to clear the 78 to 80 dollar resistance range earlier this week and the failure to clear offers at this range actually triggered a new way of sell-off in oil the 3.6 million barrel increase in the u.s inventories last week which was more than expected by analysts actually served as a good excuse to sell the top in oil along with the rising worries of global economic slowdown of course now no one cares about the middle east carnage or the opec uh, cuts at the current levels oil is oversold and we could see another correction attempt but but gains will likely remain limited now i have been asked a couple of times whether opec could do something about the falling oil prices and the answer is well i don't think so i don't think so in the immediate future at least because the market's focus has heavily shifted to the weakening global demand outlook from tightening supply and if saudi arabia which is actually shouldering the production cuts alone for the cartel announces further supply cuts and if the market doesn't react to it well the saudi's finances would take a bigger hit and that's obviously something that the oil producer giant isn't willing to experience therefore yes yes the sell-off that we see in oil could extend below the 70 dollar per barrel mark key support stands at the 63.50 dollar per barrel level which is the may dip and opec will certainly intervene at some point in time but at the right time so this is all for this week i'm ipek oskardeshkoy and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive feedbacks i hope this episode of market talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you so please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. And please do not forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. So I will meet you again next week and until then good day trading and have a lovely weekend